1: Offer subject to change, valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Getting ready to take on spring?
0: Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on Select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
2: I'm Katya Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.
3: Three of decent bets that are here on a action-packed Sunday night from our uh, downtown Las Vegas Circus Sports Studios back with Greg Peterson and Josh Towers, who are uh, they, they are engrossed in the Sunday Night Baseball game We're because learning. the Dodgers and Mets. Well, you guys are both on the Dodgers, as, uh, as is our guest, who's about to join us here in a moment. And some sort of review going on. Bottom of the second, runners on first and second with one out. Uh, but, man, minus 3,000, the Dodgers are now live. So, you know, a little bit better than your, your, bet, your uh, respective bets there. Greg? Uh, well, your Josh was what? Minus 172. Greg? Uh, you I'll know. take
4: 3,000 plus. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I was I'll take
3: better than that. 12 and a half your live total over. Uh, better than the eight that was uh, was set for the pregame. So I, that's at least threatening, but this has been a disaster. Uh,
5: <laughs> you no other way to put it so far. Would you be profitable if you bet this 100 times with the Dodgers? I would say probably with a 6-0 you know lead because I don't think that the Mets come back <laughs> I, more than 3 out of 100 times. Probably fair.
3: Are you, you, like, the bigger question is, do you have the stones to actually do it? And Slash they, the
4: and they have to let Carlos hit, too. Again, you're trying to build a little bit of stamina. Carlos He's a lot of pitches. For but he yeah. has to with this situation. But that's where they're at right now.
3: All right, let's welcome in another person who has was also on the, uh, the Dodgers train today in our good friend Will Hill, contributor to Point Spread Weekly. And one of our outstanding frequent guests here on the network. Follow him at not the Will Hill, that the with uh, two E's. Uh, by the way, I know Josh, want, look, you should have seen it, Will, when, when the, <laughs> the mangled uh, swinging bunts that it resulted in Will Smith trying to throw a runner out at third with his team up 3 nothing and Max Scherzer on the mound happened. Uh, that was, it, it sent jo- I'm, not, I'm surprised Josh is still with us here because he, he almost lost his mind during a commercial break. I, I, as, a, as a similar uh, person like you, also with money on the Dodgers, I'm sure that caused a little consternation. But overall, you're, uh, you're looking pretty good right now, my friend.
6: Yeah, Carrasco's making sure people cash those home run tickets. I mean, he's doing a good job of that. But uh, that was a weird play, man. On second, one out, you don't have a force there. You're up three runs. You got Scherzer pitching. And Nimo's fast as hell. I couldn't believe he threw it to third. I was yelling, no, no, no. But, uh, no harm, no foul. Uh, Scherzer pitched his way out of it. And it is uh, nothing here. And what looks like a laugher. And the Mets just, man, they are going the wrong way.
4: Well, that's the – this is the stuff that I gripe about with, with Ben every week and hoops here is is those are the little plays that – and that's, that was such a – I wouldn't even call that. It. It's not in advance. That's just common routine, what he should have went to first. But those are the little things that separate the winning teams from losing teams. And those are the things that we, moving down the stretch, have to look towards as far as like what we think the postseason and what's going to happen there. Like You can't have those plays and be successful. And we were breaking down the White Sox a little bit earlier, and they're starting to make— A different variation of of plays, very simple, that when you're talking about winning teams and great pitchers like Max Scherzer, you can't can't make mistakes like that. And so, given that, are there any teams that that down the stretch, postseason teams, teams that we're talking about, about maybe getting in and winning the World Series, are there any teams that you are a little fearful of because of things like this or not as well coached?
6: Yeah, I mean, like, look, those are things. They, for guys that play college, baseball, college, whatever, you make a play like Smith made, the whole team's running. That's one where everybody get yes. on the line, you run, you, you learn mm-hmm. your lesson. And uh, I don't know if they, they, these guys don't play college as much anymore. It's just uh, these guys are super talented. But, but like you said, the fundamentals get lost. Uh, the Phillies, I like the Phillies to get in the playoffs. I think Gibson is a good addition. But, man, they are some butchers in the field. And like you said, in October, you give these team four or five outs, forget it. It's just – the margins are too thin. You you can't afford to do it. So I think the Phillies have a good shot to get in the playoffs. I think down the stretch here, still have 17 games against the combined Baltimore, Arizona, and Miami. Uh, that's a lot of wins. And, and right now, I think they're a game back of Atlanta because Atlanta won today. They're beating up on Washington and Philly lost. But, man, Philly, uh, that's a pretty favorable schedule going forward. But like you said, getting the playoffs, it, 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 when you have a bad defense, you pay for it.
5: Yep, and with the Phillies, you either want to bet it right now or you probably want to be waiting until the last couple of days of the season because those games with Arizona are coming up very soon and I don't anticipate the Phillies losing too many of them. But when you take a look at this National League East race, I do think that it is so fascinating that we've got the Phillies and the Atlanta Braves going at it because with the Atlanta Braves, I feel like if you do... See a little bit of value on them. You probably do want to wait about two weeks or so because of what I just mentioned when it comes to the Arizona Diamondbacks playing a bunch of games against the Philadelphia Phillies in the coming weeks. And I think that that's such a big part of betting these baseball futures right now. Who are these teams playing and at what time? And that should really be where you wind up gauging when you actually place these bets because if you've got a stretch like the Phillies coming up right now, you want to bet there right now. If you want the Braves, you probably want to wait.
6: Yeah, and it was not that long ago. I don't know if it was on with you or it was another show, but Phillies were 4-1, to 5-1 to a few weeks ago, and we saw this stretch coming. The re- the reason I jumped on Philly a few weeks ago, and I mentioned on the show, the schedule with the Mets, and we're seeing it now, man. They got three games with the Dodgers, about to get swept. Well, things get easy for them. Well, no, not really. They get on a plane after the game, and they go play the Giants, and the Dodgers are 7 on the road. Then they come home, and they play the Giants again. Uh, this is the kind of stretch that can absolutely wipe you out. So it might be down to a two-team race. If the Mets look at no DeGrom anywhere in the future here. Maybe the end of the year, I don't think I would make that a big underdog right now. Syndergaard, we're not seeing him coming back probably. Uh, there's a chance you lose like 10, 10 11 out of 13 out of these games. 11 might be strong, but you know, with the way they're playing, they really don't have the pitching to hold up to these teams, and it's possible they lose you know, 10 out of 13 and really fall out of this race.
3: Again, Will Hill joining us. Our outstanding points spread weekly contributor there. You see on your screen uh, the NLE standings, Mets. Likely to fall even further back to two and a half uh, behind Atlanta as they're down six nothing here going to the uh, the top of the third inning. Max Scherzer did get out of that uh, brief little jam uh, there in the second inning. So want to transition, Will, as well to the NFL and also can can speak here to uh, to some of the, the futures implications after what we just saw week one of the preseason wrapping up. You have given me a hard time, uh, notably in, in past uh, appearances on the network for uh, for me being a vociferous anti preseason NFL better. Well, like, if people were just blindly betting unders, they, they made themselves uh, quite the profit this week as, what, it was, what, 9-1 yesterday uh, with games to the unders. Under so far, 14 of the 17 preseason games so far have gone uh, to the under. But I'm just curious from, from like, you know, we always get into the whole idea, Will, of how much do you overreact and, and take away from games like this in the preseason. Thinking about situations where the quarterback play, though, really didn't matter in situations like Denver, where Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke each got a lot of snaps in their week one game against Minnesota and in a situation like Chicago where a very highly anticipated debut for Justin Fields and he did look really good after a shaky early start. Any performances you saw this weekend that have maybe even slightly changed your view on some of these teams here looking ahead and evaluating their overall futures odds?
6: I mean, I think if you're overreacting, look, I'm all for betting on the preseason. I believe I called you a terrorist for you not did. betting yeah. on the preseason. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't take it back either. I'm sticking by it. No, you
3: shouldn't. Um, you shouldn't. <laughs> uh,
6: but I don't overreact too much in terms of futures with this. I mean, if I see something where an offensive line looks really bad or, or a quarterback looks really bad, I think it's something you have to take note of. But, no, I don't take too much from the preseason, especially week one. I mean, these guys are just getting their feet wet. It's like spring training baseball where you know the pitchers are trying to get their work in. Uh, one thing I, I did think Tua looked pretty good. I, I you know, I, his arm looked a little better now he's coming. He's got a year year now removed from the hip injury. It was November of 2019. So I think that got underplayed a little bit last year because he really struggled, but he had a major injury. He didn't have a lot of weapons. Now he, he you know, he looked pretty good throwing the ball yesterday. Now he's going to have waddle. He's going to have fuller to go along with Parker. If his arms a little better, uh, man, I, I don't know if I trust, you know, those guys and him to stay healthy, but it, him at an MVP ticket, I was actually thinking about it, which is probably way up there, 80 to one, hundred to one, something like that. But look, we've seen second year quarterbacks pop with her, with, uh, with Mahomes and Jackson winning it as, as long shots. We saw Wentz about to win it before he got hurt in 2017. So I thought Tua looked pretty good. I'll, pr- I'll probably, you know, take a flyer on him at MVP at a, at a crazy number.
5: And I think that when it comes to looking at the preseason as well, you've got to be gauging it on a team-by-team situation too because with some of these teams like the Green Bay Packers, for instance, The only Rodgers that we're going to be seeing for them is Amari Rodgers, the third-round wide receiver that they wound up drafting. Meanwhile, you've got a team like the New Orleans Saints that they're going to be throwing out their Taysom Hill. They're going to be throwing out their Jameis Winston for that quarterback battle. You're going to be able to get a good look at Justin Fields if you think that there's some long-term viability with the Bears and you think that he winds up taking over at quarterback a little bit sooner than expected. And I think that that's really the way that you've got to be gauging that rather than just, oh, this one team looked really, really bad, but this one team looked really, really good. I think you've really got to gauge a team by team.
6: Yeah, there's no doubt. And I saw the market for the Bears opening quarterback week <clears> one, <throat> one really moved. Field was like plus three, plus 350 maybe. Now he's down to plus 190. And look, he looked really good. If we had to win a game today, I'm sure all of us would take Fields probably over Dalton. The one thing to watch with that, they play the Rams week one. That's a good defense. Uh, the Bears have a bad offensive line. You're going against Donald and a good defensive line. They might not want to put Fields in that position to start week one and look bad and get off on the wrong foot. They might look for a softer landing. So be careful if you're firing on Fields week one to be the starter. I'm well, sure that's yeah, going to be the case. That, no, that's
3: a great point. I'm glad you brought that up as uh, as well, Will. Uh, just thinking about, and that's kind of where I was going to, thinking about from a, a futures perspective, because while I don't think anybody would probably be wise, just with all the things we've heard coming from Matt Nagy that, Just a bet specifically on who will be the week one starter. I don't know if there's value to that just because you saw Fields look so good in week one. But I I mean, I guess the, the thing I think about on this is, well, how early do we see him? You throw Andy Dalton to the Wolves essentially early on. I mean, you're putting him, you're putting the team in a position to now, especially after what we've seen in one game, to certainly want to go to Fields, you would think a little bit sooner rather than later. So... That's one of those, like, obviously you're, and I totally agree with you, that a bet on Fields just to be your week one starter doesn't make much sense at the moment, but a team like Chicago, is there anything you, can, you could see value-wise? Like, when you think about the win total for them, you're kind of baking in like a half-season adult and a half-season of Fields. If you yeah. think Fields is in there, in you know, week three, week four, maybe there's, there's some value there taking an over on a Bears team where, look, eight and nine is uh, totally realistic, and that, that would uh, present an over for you.
6: Yeah, I think their numbers just about right at seven and a half. You look at the NFC North, all those teams have tough schedules. You get the back, Packers twice. Vikings should be pretty good, a, a little better. They were even you know, better than the record, I think, last year. They get them twice. And you play all the AFC North teams, so that's what Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cleveland, even since he's not terrible, You get that's four games against them. And then their crossover in the NFC is the NFC West, so you got the Cardinals, the, the, uh, the Seahawks, 49ers, Rams. I mean, that's a really tough schedule. Um, I would lean under. I, I do think there's a scenario where Fields goes in and, and behind a pretty good defense with the playmaking that Fields gives you, that it gets you over. But to me, this is probably right on the number um, in terms of a long shot. I, I don't see any value in terms of Super Bowl. I don't think that's the kind of team that makes a run. But right. to me, this is probably one that's right on the number.
5: Yeah, and I think that's going to be so interesting to look at so many of those teams out there in the NFC because, as we know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers wind up winning the Super Bowl behind Tom Brady, but. At some point, this guy has age, right? I mean, it's yes. been absolutely insane. But when you take a look at somebody to be able to make the Super Bowl odds, to win the Super Bowl odds, is there maybe a dark horse or two that's out there in the NFC, not named the Buccaneers or the Green Bay Packers, because obviously those are the main two. But you take a look at the NFC West, it is absolutely brutal. And I think whoever winds up coming out of just that absolute gauntlet, and we could see three teams, maybe even four make the playoffs. I think that those are all going to be very intriguing.
6: Yeah. If you're going to get a little frisky, I think the NFC future is the way to do it because look, like you said, it's the, the NFC West is really good. NFC East, not a whole lot there. NFC South it's Tampa, not a whole else, whole else lot, And then a uh, whole lot other than, you know, Tampa and then NFC North it's green Bay. Maybe Rogers is unhappy. Maybe he's looking towards his next team towards next year. And he takes a step back. I mean, it's tough when you're Green Bay. You you got to the NFC title game two years ago. You got smoked. Got the NFC title game this year. You you had it at home and you lost. It's hard to just keep coming back. So I'm pretty open-minded in the NFC. I know some people like Washington. Uh, I actually like Minnesota. Like I I said, with the NFC North, there's some tough schedules there. But I think they left a lot of games on the table last year. Uh, They had a lot of injuries on defense. They got some reinforcements with Sheldon Richardson. Uh, Hunter's back. Hunter's one of the better pass rushers in the league. Pierce who opted out will help their run defense. So I think Minnesota will bounce back. Now, I, you know, I don't trust the quarterback to win three or four playoff games in a row, but that's a situation where they could get a two seed, win 12 games and, you know, you could at least put yourself in a nice position to hedge if nothing else.
3: I, I did well before the rounders news. Said, like I said, uh, Mike Zimmer, coach of the year, was like 30-1. to 1. That's, I think, you know, also intriguing along the same lines. And you wouldn't have to necessarily make the uh, the deep playoff run. So that could, that could possibly uh, be an angle there as well. Uh, last thing I'll uh, throw your way before we let you go here. Well, thinking about, too, just, you know, I'll, uh, I know you, you ripped me for not betting preseason. I'm still not going to bet any, any preseason, but I know our viewers will want to. And thinking, too, about how the market definitely, we saw it today, Adjusted to this barrage of unders so far, at least in Week One, where kind of crazy to see a movement from 34 in a total down to 32 in the Colts Panthers game today, and it, it of course goes over the original number. But a game bet down to 32, what what are we what are we going to see here, especially coming out in Week Two as far as these totals? And I mean, is there still going to be anything worth betting when you think about the way the books are uh, certainly going to make you pay, make you pay a tax if you want to keep following this big time trend?
6: Yeah. My lean here would be the overs. First of all, not only did the unders hit, but it got very, this trend got very uh, publicized. So you're going to hear people, even the common better is going to think, Oh, preseason under that, you know, and we're a lot, we're, we're Pavlovian dogs. We hit the under, we win, we bet <laughs> yeah. it again. So they're going to adjust. They're going to over adjust, you know, no different than if it were the regular season and all these games were going over, they keep adjusting the total up and you'd find value on the under. So t- sometimes it's better to, to zag when the bookmakers zig. So I would look for, uh, for overs this week. And, uh, another trend, especially heading into week two, teams that are 0-1. Now, now, these games don't count. The results don't matter. But it's human nature. Nobody wants to go 0-2. So I think even if you're playing a team that's 1-0, and 0, I, I think that's probably a good spot for some of these 0-1 teams. Nobody wants to be 0-2 uh, unless you're the Chiefs or the Bucks or the Packers. If you're one of these coaches that's even on the hot seat a little bit, um, you don't want to be 0-2. You, you just get off on the wrong foot. So... Maybe a little more of a sense of urgency to back some of these 0-1 teams.
3: All right, he is Will Hill, our outstanding points Fred weekly contributor. Follow him at not the Will Hill on Twitter. On a number of our shows throughout the week and weekend here at Veasan, Will always appreciate the time. Great to have you on. I don't think you're going to be sweating though, this this Dodgers bet. At least we we hope because we're basically all on it. So enjoy the rest of your night, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you talk to you again soon.
6: I'm a Yankees fan, man. I sweat every game, so I could use a relaxing game. I could use a relaxing game. Thank you, guys. Beason. slash subscribe. Check out the uh, check out the columns.
3: Absolutely, nice little nice little tonic then. Now uh, that this Dodgers' a performance uh, today, as it is still six nothing, by the way, into the bottom of the third, lead leadoff base hit. I, noticing too that uh, Michael Conforto's like the three forty curve hitter against Max Scherzer. Who would have thought that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, weird, weird stuff can happen. But the Dodgers are still in command. We'll update you, and i give you a, a live line when we return as we continue on. Final hour here on v Bet Center.
1: Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.
7: This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in the bathroom in my house.
3: To Match to sponsor a post and immediately receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. We're back. It's Visa and Bet Center final hour wrapping up your sports betting weekend. Of course, we'll be back as always. Follow the money 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern time kicking off your Monday tomorrow. But for now, we're here. Greg Peterson, Josh Towers. I'm Ben Wilson. So right before we brought on uh, Will Hill and thanks as always to Will for giving us a few minutes. We saw Carlos Carrasco. We sort of felt like he was forced it for himself. Mets down six, nothing. Bottom of the third, with two on and one out. Well, Carrasco bunts, and then uh, what do they do, Josh? They they take him out of the game. Yeah. What, what, what the, and now the Mets did just get one run back, so it is now six-one in the bottom of the third. Uh, Jeff McNeil getting, I believe, a sack fly. But like, what? What, what is the what's the point of that? I mean, it looks like a must-win. It's close to a must-win game as you can have if you're the Mets and you're doing
4: pulling that sort of stuff. It is a must-win game. Every game for them is. Uh, his pitch count was high. Don't get me wrong. 57 and in two innings is not where you want to be. But you're also trying to to build his stamina and his strength because you need you need all the help you can get. And this is a veteran guy. I don't feel like he threw the game that he necessarily would have threw today. I felt like he pitched a game that somebody else was calling that he wasn't 100% on board. So mm-hmm. uh, they got some internals going on there. But they do need to build his stamina. I know, again, one inning last week in the four runs. So two innings. He could have pushed it another three. I thought that's what they were doing, right? So he bunts in, in that situation, and then Reed comes into pitch right afterwards. Now, listen, there was two guys on base, and they're down 6-0. It is only, y'all, now different, but... Uh, sorry, it's it's only... Was it the second inning? It was only the second mm-hmm. inning, and we're yeah. only in the third now. Uh, a three-run homer by somebody off the bench, you cut this lead in half, and then now this inning, you put second and third and no outs. You've got one in so far. Like, it made no sense why... Rojas wouldn't pinch hit there. Like, you got to give yourselves all the opportunities that you can get to score runs. You don't just cash in if he's not coming back out to pitch. So I don't understand that at all because, again, it doesn't look good for the Mets right now. They're playing god-awful baseball, but the Dodgers have done a couple things to to keep them, as crazy as it sounds, in the game at 6-1 now. So I'm shocked that you didn't take a shot at putting somebody else in, it's, it's early, we haven't had any moves, so you got plenty of people on, bay, or on the bench, but how do you not put somebody in there to take a shot at driving in a run, a single, a double, a home run, who knows, cut that lead in half, and you're right in this with plenty of game left, that's a surprising move for me with the New York mm-hmm. Mets.
5: I was trying to take a look to see if Carlos Carrasco was, like, (laughs) secretly this good hitter or something like that. Uh, Two career hits. Well, yeah, he's
4: also been in the American League, and so his bunting, he wasn't in the right position to bunt. He was kind of pulling back a little bit, and, you know, Max is – it always takes us something like this. I mean, not always Max is so good, but giving up that run and that hit really in left field. He looks a
3: little RBI, mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just an RBI ground out from Jeff. McNeil he gets out of the inning. He
4: yeah. woke up Max right now, too, which is what, I mean, your, right. your opportunities that you got as a, as a team in this game, they might be over at this point. But Carlos, they had yeah. them.
3: Carlos Carrasco, one more career hit in the majors than Josh
4: Towers, who Listen, has
3: one more career hit than me and Greg combined. Yeah.
4: Seven innings of baseball. It's not over, and we talk yeah. about bullpens all the time. Like you cannot—it's almost like the Mets just packed in this game, and there's seven innings left. I don't understand that at all.
5: We've already seen the Brewers give up seven runs in the first inning and win fifteen to seven this year. Yes,
4: we saw that twice in one week. I feel like our back-to-back days—somebody scored yeah. seven and lost. Yeah,
5: I think that was that Padres game in which they wound up hitting the grand slam off of off of Max Scherzer while he was with the Nationals. It's yeah.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. And
5: again, like I said, this is not
4: like by a pitcher, mind you, first hit. Yeah, right? that, that, that too,
3: yes. The, the, the classic first career hit Grand Slam by a pitcher. Uh, but it, like it's 6-1, top of the fourth, 12 and a half mm-hmm. year live total, by the way. As we just flashed on the screen um, a, a moment ago. Everybody, everybody uh, here in the studio feeling pretty good about their Dodgers positions right now. I know I just asked you, you know, I'm asking, I'm, I'm just asking questions so- in, in sort of angry tone, just trying to get a reaction. I'll ask you this question, Greg. Los Angeles Clippers, this just came out about five minutes ago. They are trading Pat Bev, Patrick Beverly, along with, let's pull this up from Adrian Wojnarowski, Rajon Rondo to Memphis for Eric Bledsoe. Oh, boy. In, in what world does Who Eric, Bledsoe, Eric Bledsoe... Not even a question, Josh. What What are the Clippers doing? That's my... That's my well, uh, playoff Rondo was a bust for them this year,
5: so you couldn't I've, get uh, much uh, worse uh, than uh, that. Playoff
3: Bledsoe, what, what sort of... What's the data on playoff Bledsoe? I think that's pretty well documented, isn't it? I don't know what team got better here. Come on, the, the Memphis got rid of He's just me- by getting rid of Eric Bledsoe. Memphis immediately oh, got better. That's what Just like the Milwaukee Bucks got are they a
4: playoff ten team? wins better. Can but, Rondo's veteran experience help? I mean, like, uh...
3: I mean, well, look, they're building around a John Morant-led you know-led core. I, yeah. they're, they're a team that. Feels pretty clearly like in the seven to ten, you know that that playing range. But Memphis, Memphis got Eric Bledsoe and then gave like it was they got they totally got played in a trade and then they gave him away. I, <laughs> He's getting passed around like a basket of breadsticks. Good way to not talk anymore about <laughs> uh, Eric Bledsoe, uh, That'll be uh, that'll be all the talk on that. We return more updates here on and Bet Center. NFL preseason is kicked off. It's the perfect time for you to huddle up with a VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. The guide is only $20, bucks, and discounts are available when you buy both the NFL and college football guide. Reserve your copy or sign up for VEASAN. all at access and get everything we offer the entire football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com. Slash subscribe. We're back to wrap up your sports betting weekend here on v Sin Bet Center for the next uh, 25 minutes or so. Back with Greg Peterson, Josh Towers, I'm Ben Wilson. Just to uh, clean up the thought to trade breaking here in the last uh, 10 minutes from Adrian Wojnarowski on uh, on Twitter here with the Clippers sending. I didn't include the third player, uh, Patrick Beverly, Rajan Rondo, and Daniel Oturu to the Memphis Grizzlies for guard Eric Bledsoe. Woj, uh, about a minute ago, following that up, guys, to say that uh, the Grizzlies are open-minded on the futures of all three players in Memphis and will likely consider trades with some of those getting in, in this deal, which you know, makes sense. Uh, Memphis gets cap uh, gets cap flexibility in the summer of 2022 with the trade. Keeping in mind, they just traded for Eric Bledsoe as part of a, a, a draft uh, day deal that saw them move up to the 10th pick from the 17th pick. And uh, so, yeah, Eric Bledsoe goes to Memphis without ever playing for them, joining the, the, the long-esteemed line of players to technically belong to a team without
5: ever playing for them.
3: So there's that.
5: Well, the... <laughs> Eric Bledsoe era in Memphis, zero losses. Uh, and zero that. wins. Yes, it is, it is over. But zero
3: losses. Uh, that, that, <laughs> that too. It just Look, I don't know. Well, it'll be interesting to see where the, the futures market goes. I, look, If as long as Kawhi is in L.A., that's going to be a very popular team next year.
5: I was about to say, I don't know if this is necessarily a market mover. Uh, but, uh,
3: yeah, it's not going to matter. I'm just saying. You know, I don't know. Eric Bledsoe. I'm not, I made it clear. I'm not a fan. Um, by the way, we're going to the top of the fourth. Dodgers 6, Mets 1. That's our last live uh, game of the night. Mets are now uh, going deeper and deeper into the bullpen. And when a guy comes in that even Greg Peterson is not hurt <laughs> of, that's usually a sign that as an organization, uh, you're, you're Patrick just Reed has made straws. a couple appearances
5: this year. He used to be on the Angels for
3: a few years. So. Patrick Reed, uh, great, great golfer. I didn't know he was fit enough to be a uh, Major League Baseball <laughs> player, apparently.
4: Finish that sentence. How does the movie go?
3: I, I don't wanna, I'm not going to go. Not going to go there. All I know is those are the live odds right now as the Dodgers bat one on with two outs and uh Patcher uh, don't Patrick call, don't, Reed. don't call him Fat Pat. Uh, Reed Third on hit. Uh, on the mound right now.
4: Third hit by franchise mm-hmm. Nationals Turner Stud. What a pickup. What a pickup by the Los Angeles Dodgers. They continue to make moves. Obviously, the Machado, uh, Mookie Betts, like all these different moves. The Max Muncie kind of turned his career around in Oakland, and then you get Turner.
5: Here's why I hadn't heard of him. It's Jake Reed, not Patrick Reed. You, so you were really
3: thinking of golf. It's, you know, it's funny. When you said that, I didn't even, I would never have even question you, Greg. I would have just been like, oh, yeah, Patrick Reed, sure. Doesn't mean anything Used to be me. with
5: the Angels, 338 ERA um, so this year. So
3: Jake Reed is it? and yeah, with that live total, 12 and a half, I don't know. I mean – if that is anything, I'm betting it's probably probably that you guys are looking pretty good with your pregame total. It was a seven and a half in the overnight bet up to eight, and we've seen seven runs already scored uh, through through the first uh, few innings here. So not
4: he's bad. Uh, Jake Reed. That is four minor league teams this year, all AAA: Durham, OKC, Syracuse. I actually, don't know what SL is. I'm blanking on this Salt one. Salt Lake. Salt Lake. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so four, yeah.
3: Random minor league reference out of nowhere. Two
4: different leagues, four different uh, teams, but also. This is the first year that my man's made the big leagues. So that those appearances with the Dodgers, he had six of them. One game started and now the Mets a uh, 2015 draft pick. So I mean, 28 years old, pretty cool to see. I I like these stories where these kids hang around long enough to to realize a dream. Um spent a lot in? of his
5: time with the Angels organization Here, on, but, uh... and I was surprised that it didn't give him a little bit more run, but yep. we know how the Angels handle pitchers. Max
3: he sends one to the wall, but the catch is made, so we go to the bottom of the fourth. Big question is, though, and we've talked about this in the past, especially for these teams that are on the road, winning on Sunday night baseball, which the Dodgers are well on their way to doing. Mm-hmm. Now they're gonna, they have not announced the pitcher for tomorrow. They host the Pirates. Stephen thought. I was on. seeing David Price uh, before,
5: but they pulled that off.
3: So no, there's no line yet on this game, but the question is, are you're gonna have. Are you going to have the cojones to, uh, to, to fade the Dodgers off of a sweep in New York? coming cross country after Sunday Night Baseball, home game against the awful Pittsburgh Pirates. Who are there, like? No matter who, they could throw anybody. They could throw G. Peterson,
5: list him as the starting pitcher, and they'd still be minus 250 probably, right? Well, right now, if I'm seeing this right, DraftKings initially has minus 380 on the Dodgers. If oh I'm getting God. a plus 290 on Steven Peralton, <laughs> it's David Price, who we were seeing a little bit earlier, I would actually take a shot here. Stephen peralton has book. been halfway decent. He had, during the last full season, in 2019-2020, between those two years, he actually hasn't been too bad. A guy that keeps the ball in the yard. The Pittsburgh Pirates busted out for 14 runs in one of their games against the Milwaukee Brewers, and they were relatively close and if you've got one good attribute with the Pittsburgh Pirates is that you got a couple guys like a Jason Shreve, a Chris Strand, that they're able to give you a couple innings. Now, not having out their Kyle Crick has hurt them. They traded yeah. away Richard Rodriguez at the trade deadline, but you've actually got a couple decent relievers for the Pirates. If you're able to get five strong out of Stephen Brault, which I think that they might, plus 290 is something I would take a look at. Look, Pittsburgh's really bad, but th- that number just... Minus 380 on a to-be-determined pitcher.
4: Speaking of tomorrow's bets, I don't. I'm trying to think of it as Matt. If you re, if you remember from yesterday, or if you remember, I don't know. Um, somebody was complaining about playing a night game tonight and having to travel up. There Okay, it was Noah. So in the Mets clubhouse, Noah, who's irrelevant and they go this to San year, Francisco. And, tomorrow. Well, that's what yeah. he's complaining about. Guy doesn't even play, by the way. Mad that we have a night game tonight and have to fly afterwards to play a game tomorrow. Uh, it, I mean, if that spread throughout the clubhouse and they're already struggling, Gosman who's obviously hot, and the Giants are hot. I don't know what the line's going to be. Well, Rich it's it's
3: already moving. I mean, you can still get uh, minus one seventy at South the and Westgate on Gausman and the Giants. Okay. That thing is going. Don't you it's think gonna, that's going to get to two dollars? Yeah, yep. It's already two dollars at DraftKings. But yeah, if you like them, you take it now. That might be if there's an over. If there's a bet you're going to make overnight, I actually. And plus, going think, east
4: right? to west, you actually pick up ours. Well, we're also on private jets, by the way, buddy. Yep. How tra- oh, is it? The, what? Is, yeah. No, it's not even traveling easy. with the team. He's not even playing. I thought it was. Yeah, it's such a weird. It makes thing. no sense. At all. That, that's the least of my worries
3: right like, now.
5: How about west to east? I could understand that a little bit you more.
3: Cinder, How about you have three bullpen sessions without, uh, you know, without turning something in your arm? How about that until you, before you start complaining?
5: I right, go.
4: Well, come on. It's are you ridiculous? So, uh, it's, uh, listen, it's maybe not a bad play on the Pirates. To be honest with you, there, there are such things as letdown series.
3: Oh uh, no! I look. The, I mean, the Brewers. The, the Brewers just won two of three from the Pirates mm-hmm. and completely sleptwalked through that whole series. I mean, they didn't. They clearly were not taking Pittsburgh seriously. Now they've had the advantage of playing them a bunch and they know firsthand just how bad Pittsburgh is. But they had to kind of scrape out a narrow series win, two right. out of three, one barely, you know, one two one today. So I, I don't know, man. I don't know, I don't know if I can do. I don't know if I can get there, but. Uh, what does it say about me that I'm like, oh, it'll probably be like 250. it was 380. My, 380. 380 out of 2B determined pitcher. On a, on a pitcher that does not even <laughs> exist. G. Peterson could be the pitcher. <laughs> Minus 380. Could be Jay Towers, for all for all we know. Uh, would not be B. Wilson. That's, that's just it. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe Bryce Wilson. I don't know. Uh, we're going to get Greg's thoughts on a couple other uh, look aheads for Monday on the MLB card. We have one more segment. We're going to get some of his thoughts on the action tomorrow. When we return, here are on Decent Back Center. Segment here on V Sin Bet Center. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Sunday night edition from our downtown Las Vegas Circuit Sports Studios here to handicap and look ahead to Monday slate. Because look, the sports betting calendar, 365-day year thing. It never ends. And even though there is one game still going on, it has not been super competitive to this point. Although overbetters will like to know that they are a runaway from either pushing or cashing. And Dodgers Met 6-1 right now, bottom of the fourth, with runners at the corners. And one out. So, if Max Scherzer cannot escape out of another jam, guys, uh, this thing, I mean, it's already uh, well, on its way to going over, but it'll be official uh, here shortly. At least give the Mets credit for putting base runners on. They just haven't been able did, to Did do this anything. game
4: start at 4.05? It did. Yep. 4.08,
3: to be exact. I mean, Specific
4: we're going to be two hours in in the fourth inning. We are. You can tell how, I mean, I know it's it's different, like, but you can tell how frustrated Max Scherzer has been with this whole game, even though he's cushioned to a 6-1 lead. Um... It's just taken too long. There's too many mental mistakes that the defense is creating. Too many opportunities on both sides. Like he's he's very frustrated by how this game is playing out.
3: I know it seems stupid to say this, but I actually think there is some something to be said for. All right, Dodgers probably not going to get out of the park until like 1 a.m. tonight because this thing this is like you said this is on pace to be like a 340. This is, yeah, this is, I mean this is going to be a long game. And then as we talked about. They're, almost, they're laying nearly $4 to the Pittsburgh it's, Pirates and have not even named a starter for tomorrow. So right. It's I, not
4: a well-played game by either team, regardless of what the score looks like. And then now it goes back to, I'm thinking about your play about, um, I mean, if we could, because I'd have jumped on it too with you, zero, about Max over, going yeah. six. The time frame in which he'll be in this game, like, it might not get there now. And his pitch count and everything's respectful, but we're talking, it's been a very long time. We're That's starting to run pitches. out of gas.
3: Sixty pitches and he's behind three and one with runners on the corners. And those so, were yeah. three
4: called pitches by Hill. Up for some reason after being up 0-1. Nimo again is probably the most disciplined hitter on that team. He's not chasing those. So we mentioned the the matchup tomorrow.
3: Just the comical line again. Only DraftKings has this line out minus 380, which I think we all agree is just insane.
5: Don't uh, lay 380 on to be determined
3: pitcher. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Just do not do it. Uh, but look tomorrow. It, a lot of bit, lot of big juice out there tomorrow, Greg. I mean, you got a it's Harvey Day. Matt Harvey, who's at least not yep. been terrible over the past couple months, in Tampa against Colin McHugh, about a two and a half dollar favorite already. Uh, but some interesting uh, lines across the board, Greg. Where are you, uh, where are you, where's your eye?
5: Drawing your attention first, we go to the Great Midwest. We go to Minnesota. Oh we yeah, the game ever gets better. Griffin Jacks. is he going to get Jacks up? I don't necessarily think so, but. We've got my guy, Cal Quantrill, on the mound for the Cleveland Indians, who has been absolutely amazing for the Cleveland Indians recently. He has, in his last six starts, given up, I believe it's now four total runs earned, five runs in general. So he wanted to giving up one or unearned run in that time span, giving up two runs or fewer. in each out of those six stars, he has been incredible for the Indians. Now the Indians are 1-4 in his last four starts because the bullpen has really been running into some tough times. Oh, no no Clause, bullpen
3: issues today because they almost had a perfect game. So. Yep,
5: certainly that, but Emanuel a has been good. James Karinczuk, I have no idea where he's been the last few weeks. He was very reliable for good the point. team. It has been a little bit tough, but the good news is the Minnesota Twins, they're, 400, they're 480 ERA. That is 26th in the league, so... That is something that's going to be able to help you out, and when you take a look at this Cleveland Indians team in general, you've been able to get a lot out of Mel Reyes since he's been able to come off the injured list. You've got Jose Ramirez who has been able to do a very good job with this team as well, and I just take a look at Griffin Jacks. He has looked much better in his last couple starts, but he is very prone to giving up the deep ball. In his first 17 and two thirds innings, wound up giving up six home runs. This is an Indians team that they're a team that they've got quite a few guys that have some power in the lineup. I like the plus price here with the Indians with the way that Quantrill's been able to pitch, and this is a guy that's looking for a regular rotation spot, and I think that he's earning it. Plus
3: 118, the best number you can get, by the way, on on Cleveland at uh, stations, at least in the Nevada uh, jurisdictions, but that's, you know, just comparing that uh, to to other uh, spots elsewhere. Uh, By the way, walk here, loading the bases, Michael Conforto, who is uh, now hitting uh, 340 career hitter against Max Scherzer, up at the plate. So really, I mean, this has to be considered, like, this is, I know it's only the fourth inning, but, I mean, Josh, is is this not the best opportunity the
4: Mets are going to have the rest of the night? Well, as I'm saying, they've had opportunities. Um, I, I just it's – it's such a weird game because it looks lopsided, but it's not. The Mets are in this game, and they've had that other opportunity. The Carrasco not pinch for him might bite him in the butt. this – I, again, I don't understand what Will Smith was doing behind the plate. I don't understand why Max Scherzer went along with it. They didn't, they were, it was kind of this pitch around a uh, Brandon Nimmo, which I don't really understand. Uh, you just take me the out. Yep. They've created so many
6: opportunities.
3: Oper- so.
4: Yeah, they've created so many problems and Six issues tubes. that if I don't see – I don't forget who's at first base, but oh, Muncie, if he Muncie. would have went home with that, the Mets might win this game. Like, that's – just take the out. That's what should have happened a couple times and give up the run. At some point, the Dodgers are going to have to take some deep breaths and reset themselves because they're falling into a trap that is the Mets baseball, and it's not good for them. Scherzer, uh Again, he's clearly really frustrated with what's going on with this game overall. So it'll be second and third, two outs now for the Mets. But the after Mets are the, in this game. Yeah,
3: the ground out to, uh, to first. So, yeah, look, if you, you bet the over here. Yep. You did. You're at eight, Josh. Yep. So you're, you know, one, one away. And uh, a push at, at uh, worst. One other game, Greg, that jumped out to me, at least for tomorrow. We mentioned it earlier, t- touching on the, the issues that the White Sox are not only having in the moment, but that are clearly going to stay there throughout the rest of the year and potentially into, into the postseason. From just a, a bullpen perspective, some of the recent struggles that we just saw with them, and from just the general uh, lineup issues as well, as they try to get guys healthy, work everybody back. Well, big series for them that starts tomorrow. Frankie Montas for the A's against Dallas Keuchel, and it's basically been set uh, at a pick'em, which just kind of an interesting line. A's coming off a series where they lose two of three in Texas, so you would you know a bounce back opportunity for each team. But man, it's interesting to see the White Sox. You're getting them at a, a pick'em price at home. That's uh, I don't know. For as much as we kind of were ripping on Chicago, Montes has not exactly been a a beacon of stellar performance every single time up.
5: Yeah, Frankie Montas, a north of four ERA. And what else really stands out to me is the Padres, who looked very good in this game, they now have to go to Coors Field, which I always notice that teams in their first game at elevation, they seem to struggle a little bit. They throw out the Ryan Weathers, who Mm -hmm. I kid you not, since the beginning of the month of July, He has won a grand total for this bunch of 26 innings. In that time span, he's given up 26 earned runs. He's got a 9 ERA since the beginning of the month of July. He's going to be going up against Antonio Sensatella, which you want absolutely no part of Antonio Sensatella on the road. Antonio Sensatella at home, his ERA is actually a full point lower for his career than it is on the road. How that makes sense, I have absolutely no idea, but he knows how to pitch at Coors Field. And with the Colorado Rockies, They've got a top three home record in the National League. They have been absolutely anemic on the road, but I'm going to be taking a look at the Colorado Rockies with a plus price. I have no faith here in Ryan Weathers. This
3: thing's been bet up to 12 already from 11 and, a half too and We, on we touched
4: on this a couple months ago. I think it was that far back where Weathers was afraid of his fastball. And yep. he was just turned into cutter happy. Um, you need a lot more innings and experience to learn how to use that cutter, a la Mark Burley, guys like that. Um, gun shy. That gun shy aspect was in the middle of Blake Snell struggling mightily. Then weather starts doing this. It clearly caused issues because I think he spent time on the I.L. since. Uh, Paddock was just getting turned around because he hadn't made any adjustments. It's where you, Darvish, if he does have a bad game, he mixed a in, which they're not very bad, respectfully. Um, it, it all kind of started to happen for the Padres at the same time where this starting pitching was really... Their strong suit, if anything, they had too much. Remember, at one point they had too much. It's weird what's going on with this team. And yeah, this... now
3: here they are, maybe trading for Jake Arietta, which uh, can't, don't you, do you it. Cannot possibly be be, uh, be a thing. Well, the thing too, and I know we remember talking about this back in like May was for a while the Padres' strategy was just combining like the Weathers Lamet starts. They would just throw them yeah, together. They would just have one or the other would throw the first three and innings and the next that. would throw yeah. three. Like, you know, for you know Ryan Nelson. Low weather is like I just doesn't exist How in Major League be- Baseball.
4: How good is this kid?
3: And, uh, the, amazing, and, and they can't
4: figure out what to do with him.
3: And he's st- yeah still on the shelf. Uh, no no real timetable for his return either. It's going to be bull- again like with Syndergaard, going to be bullpen I'm gonna throw, back.
4: Ben, I'm going to throw a couple at you real quick. All right, uh, Astros Royals. Who do the Astros play today? Astros uh, what? Angels. Angels, Angels, to Angels Lost right yeah? to Detmers. Offez uh, wasn't there. Detmers shut him down. They're going to Kansas City. Hernandez. Six and two and one, five and one, and six and zero in his last three. He's been really good. And on the flip side, Odorizzi has been pretty inconsistent. He did mm. yeah. five scoreless versus Colorado, but three innings and seven runs versus the Dodgers. Three, three, four, two, two. It's been a long time since he hasn't given up a run. He had a um pretty rough July and now August. Uh might be a play on the Royals. To look at Matt Harvey so. Day, All obviously. Right. Uh, you love yeah, your with Matt numbers, Harvey Day. Matt Harvey Day, for sure. Uh, they've lost 11 in a row. It's, it's not going well. And even when Matt pitches well, they pull them, which I don't understand. Right. Seven innings, 84 pitches. Let's pull them, and then we'll try to blow this game with our good bullpen. Uh, and we talked about the Giants as well. Might
5: I, think, I think that's the
3: that's – the pl- you can jump right. on them now. If yeah. you, you can still get minus 170 on the Giants.
5: That thing is going to close minus like 220. And they're going up against Rich Hill. 41-year-old Rich Hill, the oldest active starting pitcher in the big leagues. <laughs> That's, yeah. Remember, remember
3: Josh in like April, the Orioles were at like, you know, 10 and 7. And I was like, yeah, Josh, you, you took under 56 and a half wins on the Orioles. Like, you're sweating <laughs> in your boots at all? And well, here they are. What do they have to do? I think they have to go 7 over 500 the rest of the year yeah, to go yeah, over. Yeah. They lose again 38 uh, 38 and
4: 78. So. Started 3-0 and again, sweeping Boston yeah. to start the year.
3: How, how times can change. By the way, uh, Scherzer gets Pete Alonzo looking. Slider buckles him at the knees. And yet again, I mean, Scherzer, you mentioned it. It's just a, that that is this game in a nutshell, the, the upper top echelon of starting pitchers. A guy hasn't had his best stuff. Frustrating night communication with the defense behind him, his yeah. catcher. And yet here he is, gets out of another jam, two runs allowed. We talked about aloud.
4: Carrasco not going in on turn, the first inning that kept him out there on the slider end of the first strike for a home run. Max did the opposite of that at bat. He went high on Alonzo to get his, his muscle memory up and then went down in a way where it looked so far away he just couldn't swing. So 6-2,
3: going, uh, going to the top of the fifth. Hard to believe, guys. F- 15th of August. We're halfway through August. Greg, Greg, time doesn't exist to you, Greg. You're just betting baseball <laughs> every day. but
5: Every day is just, is, it's a grind, but I love it. Yeah, every day is a grind. That's, uh, a that's, ball, we, that's,
3: yeah. uh, that's kind of the mantra here at Along with cash and tickets, that's what it's all about. We hope you've done some of that today. That's all for us. For Greg, Josh, I'm Ben, saying so long. This has been another edition of Vison Bet Center here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.